This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody jump, 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 Oh, yes, yes, yes. Good Wednesday morning. Happy hump day to one and all. Taz of the Moose with you. Taz is off. Mark Malusis with you. Andrew Bogus sitting in for Taz as we take you right up until... 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 Pacific here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. That is your number to call. Pete and uh, Mike across the way. Bogish with your updates. Sitting with me. Three hours to play with right here on CBS Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. To provide a seamless mortgage experience. What's going on, Andrew? How you doing, bud? Moose, good to see you again. Yeah, Two days man. in a row. How's I like it. I miss Taz a little bit. Happy he'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. You good? I'm good. Good. I'm all right. All right. Are Very you okay? Nice. Yes, I'm doing well, man. All good. All good, brother. Um, and we're going to be uh, a lot to get into, certainly, uh, as we uh, take you for the next three hours right here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll... Uh, be welcomed and joined uh, by uh, Mark Rogers a little bit later on the program. Uh, sports host out in Oklahoma City. We'll talk a little bit about the future of uh, one Russell Westbrook with the Oklahoma City Thunder, where he potentially could end up, and really the state of that OKC Thunder program um, and organization here moving forward with all the tumultuous turnover that we've seen so far in the association. But we get it going with the All-Star game, which transpired last night. All-Star break for Major League Baseball. And uh, the break does continue here moving forward for the next couple of days. But, um, you know, two days in what was a great celebration of the sport um, where you had some poignant moments. We talked about the home run derby a lot that went Pete Alonso's way uh, of the Mets, Guerrero Jr. and Jock Peterson of the Dodgers and the Blue Jays respectively put on an absolute show as well uh, on Monday night out at Cleveland, Ohio. And then. Last night, you got a pretty good baseball game that went the American League's way as they complete and continue their utter domination. I think 25-6-1 in the last 32 All-Star games is the American League against the National League. And you saw it. They were riding a six-game winning streak going into last night. They come out victorious 4-3. Bieber, uh, from the the pitcher from the Cleveland Indians, was just named to the team, was named the All-Star Game MVP. He struck out the side in his one inning of work. Masahiro Tanaka garnered the victory. Uh, You saw Joey Gallo ended up having the go-ahead. What ended up being the game-winning home run that made a 4-1 lead at the time. The uh, American League holds on to the 4-3 victory. Alonzo almost had himself a, a big-time moment, stepping up to the plate with the bases loaded, down three, and maybe he thought maybe the home run champ would hit a home run there to give the National League the lead. He did not. He ripped one up the middle uh, that uh, short-hopped uh, Gleyber Torres. The Yankees, he couldn't handle it, went into left center field, two runs scored, but that was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, for the National League, Chapman, brilliant in his ninth inning of work. Uh, worked that pretty easily. Had uh, Sabathia come out to the mound. It was a pretty good night, I thought, for Major League Baseball last night. And Andrew. it was a regular baseball game. I mean, of all the games that would take four-plus hours and hit million home runs and double-digit scoring, uh, that one played in, I think, 248 last night. 
16 strikeouts by the AL. It's a record for pitchers in a nine-inning All-Star game. And it was on fast four. All of a sudden, it was 10 o'clock and it was in the seventh inning. And I'm like, what, what world do we live in that it's 1954 again? Yeah. But here we are in 2019, the year of offense where we barely got anything, only two home runs after 312 the night before in the home run derby. Um, I... I that might be my favorite thing about it is that it didn't go 17 hours. It was fast. It was clean. It was relatively well played. There was some good defense in this game. Maybe want a little bit more offense and a little less strikeouts, but they threw in a double steal the NL in the eighth inning as well. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Uh, you know, it was a. You know, it wasn't a very highly entertaining baseball game. No, not an all timer, um, but it wasn't a stinker either. No, no, no. It, yeah, it was just. Uh, I, you know. I don't know. I would. I would probably say for me, it wasn't really all that memorable. I would put it that way. I. I would look at last night in one of those games where I'm going to harken back to ten years from now and say, you know, being one of those great All Star game moments. I now I, last night didn't have it. I mean, you know, I go back in. You know, you can go back to the. You know, the the five strikeouts by Pedro ninety nine, the five Ks in a row by. You know, Fernando uh, Valenzuela, I think that was, what, 85. Uh, Bo Jackson, 89, out in Anaheim, you know, hitting that home run on his first ever at-bat, representing the Royals, the American League. Uh, Look back at that moment. I mean, there's been some very, very memorable, you know, Chanho Park, Ruben went in for Cal Ripken, final All-Star game for him, for the uh, Iron Bird up in Seattle, um, you know, for, uh, you know, in that all-star game, there have been some Derek Jeter won the MVP down in Atlanta. There have been some memorable MVP or memorable all-star game moments. Last night was kind of just uh, nondescript. I mean, it, it, you know, there, it, it was a, it was a good baseball game. It moved quick. I think that's great uh, for Manfred and the guys in the major league baseball offices. I think it was fantastic, but it's not one of those nights where you had one of those magical all-star game moments. No. And like, you know, the, TV package right now to our left is showing CC Sabathia, who had, it was a great gesture by Major League Baseball to include him in this game in his original home last night, going out to the mound to yep. settle down or all this Chapman in the ninth inning. I mean, that's 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 fine. It's good. It was fun last night, but you're right. There was no long-lasting memory. Shane Bieber hanging the side for the MVP is not yeah, going to go Frank along. Kona react was nice. Yeah, but I mean, it's not going to, it's not, doesn't join Pedro or any other remarkable pitching performance we've seen in all-star game history. I, I guess, yeah, when you, the, the other way of looking at it for me is that the game didn't suck and that's why, no, why no, I'm I get happy it. No, about no, it. And, and there was no overwhelming positive singular moment. Well, right. And, and you don't have to have that. I, I think the fact that the game didn't go extra innings, the game didn't last three and a half, uh, four hours long. It didn't go past midnight on the East Coast. I, you know, I think that's good for Major League Baseball. Yeah. It got a good representation of the sport, Andrew, without even having that great magical moment where you had. Good defensive plays, but um, you certainly had the long ball. We saw that with with Gallo from the Texas Rangers. Um, You know, we know strikeout rates are up. You saw that, as you mentioned, the stat uh, and all the strikeouts garnered by the American League staff. So, you know, it's kind of indicative of where we are. Um, And I'm not saying it was a bad game. It was was nice that it moved along pretty quickly. It was nice that it had a nice pace to it. Um, And I thought it was a... A good representation of the sport. It just was not an an all time great baseball game. It was not an all time great all star game. And you don't need it for it to be. I mean, you, you did have those moments. You mentioned Sabathia honored before the game. 
threw out the ceremonial first pitch. Cora, um, and you know the one-time Cleveland Indian, started his career in Cleveland. You know, as a, you know, a big 18-year-old lefty that was throwing the ball, you know, 95, 98, 99 miles an hour. Uh, you know, Sabathia uh, goes out uh, at the end of the game with Chapman uh, throwing the ball 100, 101 miles an hour to to get that one last standing ovation. I thought it was fantastic to see Carrasco uh, from the Cleveland Indians on the field when they have that special moment, I think, in the seventh inning stretch. Is it seventh inning or sixth inning? Uh, where they, uh, you know, they do the stand-up to cancer. It was, I think, uh, it was the sixth, sixth inning, and everybody's holding up signs. And then you see, uh, you know, Francona and Santana and Francisco Lindor and Bieber and Carrasco is in the middle of all of them, and he's battling leukemia, as we know. Um, he, he was standing there, and uh, the hug that he got from Francona and his teammates, and really the ovation from the fans in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, I don't think there was a dry eye in the house seeing that. Um, you know, that was one of those memorable moments, um, you know, from last night as well. But in terms of game action, it just wasn't there. But I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good night. I thought it was a good couple days uh, for a sport that desperately needs it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, no, no negatives. Everything went super well. I mean, again, you could have certainly mixed in a dynamic player or two from the more dynamic names. But this is the problem, so to speak, with baseball. And we're going to get into this over the next three hours, too. How do you make certain guys more popular, introduce them to the world. I mean, the home run derby is a is a is almost a better way than the game because it gives you this one singular dynamic trait. And this, you know, this has always been my issue with the conversation of how does baseball promote itself better. There are things about baseball built in yeah. that can't change, that are insurmountable, that that limit the way you can you can promote guys and make them more popular, make the game more popular because it's not every in every other game the main guy and hockey obviously is different because there's line changes. But when when Sidney Crosby's on the ice or Connor McDavid is on the ice, he's always on camera. Mike Trout in an in a baseball game might be on camera on a regular day for like five minutes of a three hour baseball game based on his three or four at bats a handful of times on base, and then maybe the ball or two that goes into the outfield, and you might go a couple of games stretch where there's nothing for Mike Trout to do to show off him being Mike Trout. You go to an NBA game, you're going to see LeBron probably do something cool almost every single game. There's going to be one dunk or one great pass. There might, you know, Giannis is going to do one coast-to-coast rush in, a, in that kind of game. Hockey guys are going to score goals. Tom Brady's going to come close to throwing a touchdown pass. Somebody's going to make a big hit defensively in the NFL. Baseball is not guaranteed all of that. So you missed it last night. But all things considered, another Alonzo hit and some individual, you know, big Joey Gallo swing, a big Charlie Blackman swing. All things considered, it was a good 48, 72 hours for baseball but still missing the top end stuff. Yeah, I mean, and and that, that's fine. I mean, you know, you, you're not wrong about you know with the trout stuff though. I mean, the, there's nothing you can do to change it, right? Right. I mean, and that's in the terms problem. of the well, I mean, the one thing they can do, which you saw last night in a couple different instances with a couple of the players, is the new ad campaign about you know we just want to play and. You saw it early on in the game with Mike Trout, which, you know, talks about his father and his family and growing up and the hard work and playing other sports and, you know, gave you more of a feel about Mike Trout, you know, the, the what, eight-time All-Star 
I believe it is now, uh, than you've ever gotten before. You know, and that was, I think, right after the first half inning or maybe the first inning where that ad did run. And it was a Major League Baseball sponsored ad, uh, uh, sponsored ad on Fox last night. And you need to see more of that. I mean, that's that's the stuff that you need to see because there's more of that connectivity because, you know, the robotic figure that Mike Trout is, and I understand he doesn't have this overwhelming personality and you're not looking for him to be anything different than who he is, but what baseball can do is accentuate what he is as a player um, and and honestly allow the fan base and fans and sports fans to be able to connect to him. And I think that Ed, last night, if you missed it, hop online, you can check it out, MLB, Mike Trout, Ed. Um, I thought that was a hell of an ad that they ran early on in that game. And I thought it was a great promotion of exactly what makes Mike Trout. Yeah, and I thought the in-game stuff with the players mic'd up was a good touch too. But that's you know that's all-star game specific. You're not going to be able to do that in a regular game. No, you're not. On a back on local TV or even in ESPN or but Fox it did make National the game broadcast. more entertaining. Yeah, and so it, it certainly helped last night, and and that's why you know last night was a night to keep your kids up past their bedtime if you could and if they wanted to and introduce them to some new players and you know I we were watching player introductions last night together me and my daughter and you know there were teams that she had never heard of before just watching guys come out of the dugout and seeing you know what a Minnesota twin uniform looked like there and you, you know oh, that's for hey Polanco like so like that's that's what you that's you know this is supposed to kind of be ground zero so to speak for making new fans, you introduce all of these names. And I think it was the NL lineup last night was the youngest ever, the starting lineup. They were you know, so many guys under 25. So baseball's in a good spot. There's got some momentum here, and they've got more chances to build on it. Whether they correctly build on it, though, is the is the question. Well, and, and that's, and that's going to be the big thing is, you know, people knock, you know, Mike Trout for not having a personality. Kawhi Leonard's got zero to no personality. And, you know, people cared and were passionate about exactly where Kawhi Leonard was going to end up and debate about exactly the impact that Kawhi Leonard has had on the association. So... You know, you can let your play and your brilliance on the court or in this instance on the baseball diamond, uh, you know, lead the way. You don't have to be this magnanimous personality in order to go out and connect with people because you can marvel at just how good the player he is. And, you know, I was, you know, sitting in the SNY newsroom last night and people were, you know, when a buddy of mine was uh, who works behind the scenes, you know, we we're talking about Trey. He goes, two bays buried in Anaheim. I go, but, I mean, I'll be honest with you, 30 years from now, he's the guy that you're going to be talking about that's playing tonight. I mean, he's going to be the guy that is the historical generational talent. Uh, all due respect that everybody else played that 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 played in that game last night, but he was, he's the best player on the field by far. And it, it's not even really close to the position that he plays defensively at center field to what he is offensively. Uh, the pa- the combination of power and speed. Uh, there's not anybody that's really close to what Mike Trout represents. And and I get that if you're if you've got a little bit of an East Coast bias, that you're saying, well, I'm not staying up late if I'm to watch an Angel game. And I get that if you pay your hard earned money, you're only seeing Mike Trout get four at bats during the course of the game, and he's not getting a ton of face time. But you know, with all that being said, baseball can do a, a much better job of marketing their star players. And what you saw last night early in that game, you need to see more of it because you don't complain about guys having this non-personality in other sports when they're marketed properly. In baseball, unfortunately, it is so regionalized 
and so city-specific that they don't care or have not in the past here, Andrew. Maybe that's going to change here moving forward to marketing their star players on a national scene. You know, I, I don't know, though, if Mike Trout's location changes anything. I mean, obviously, the, the, the time change would theoretically be helpful if he was playing at a time where more people were awake. But again, that now involves people who are, who are not in his town, not in his city, watching his games on a regular basis. So now you've got to have the, whatever they call it, the at-bat package, the the extra innings package to watch wherever he's playing. And plus, he's still going to be Mike Trout. I mean, he just he's chosen not to be as out there as he could be, and that's that's fine. And it's the you know it's it can't critique him for that or say he should do more. It's his own choice, and I don't think he would change his business structure, so to speak, if he was a Philly or a Yankee or a Met. No, but I think he'd still, be marketed differently. Yeah, I, I I mean I guess, but I mean still like. Wh- He's is he going to be on national TV more? A little bit, sure. But I think I, it would be, yeah. But even that, I, I just I don't know. You still need him. You still need personality, and he's chosen to keep himself private. And well, again, that's all well and good. And I don't know how I much that would have changed. I don't know if you do. I mean, did, does Kawhi got a great personality? He, I mean, he might. We no, just appa- apparently he does. No, no, not really. Not to what? No, no. Hold on a second. That's a two different argument because you don't know. We both don't know Mike Trout on a friend to friend basis. Going out on a hunting trip or a fishing trip with Mike Trout or showing up at an Eagle game with Mike Trout. We don't know that. And we don't know that about Kawhi. I'm talking about what we see as Joe Q. Public. And what we see from Kawhi Leonard as Joe Q. Public, he gives you nothing. Well, I mean, except the the first hint we've gotten at it was him mocking himself on the stage at the parade. I mean, that's a celebratory parade. But my my point is, we don't know anything about either one of them because they've chosen to not let us in. Well, I, so you but, can't say he doesn't have a personality. No, no, we just don't know well, it. I don't th- well, I, I'm going on the idea that he chooses not to engage in that way. I'm not, I'm not, listen, everyone can be different to the public eye than in private. We've seen multiple examples of that. I'm talking about what they allow the public to take in. And both players are very similar in nature. However, you, people care more about Kawhi Leonard than they do Mike Trout. Why is that? Um. Because basketball is more popular than baseball, especially with with younger fans, uh, and I think because Kawhi, it's cooler to be Kawhi Leonard than it is to be Mike Trout. Why is it cooler to be Kawhi Leonard? Because I think players people people want to dunk and people want to shoot threes and people want to be athletic, and I, you can't. Baseball is like is a is a is a refined taste. Like baseball, to understand Mike Trout's greatness, you have to kind of watch Mike Trout over a long stretch of time and appreciate all the nuances of baseball. You know, going first to third and the extra base and making a no, good no throw. No question, the game you know, certainly does Kawhi impact. I can watch Leonard go dunk or hit that, you know, hit a, there, there is almost no, it's easier for, not easier, it's more probable for Kawhi Leonard to hit a fallaway corner jumper to win a playoff series than to get Mike Trout right, out there in game think, seven of a World Series right, and, you know, and game-ending homer. Does the NBA make it more easier? Make it easier for yes. you to care about Kawhi Leonard than Major League Baseball does? Yes. Yeah, and and that's there and here lies the problem, and that's where I think Major League Baseball needs to resolve it. I agree with you. I mean, I I think the millennial buys into the NBA more so than they buy Major League Baseball. I agree with you. I think they dig uh, to throw out a '70s term. Uh, I think they dig uh, the NBA game. Uh, you know, it's timed. It's two and a half hours. It's not a 
you know, three to four hour commitment on a nightly basis. You can look at the length of the season. They buy into the drama. They like the scene as well. I mean, there's a lot that's really playing into the popularity um, of of the NBA here. But I also think it's the marketing of the player. And you're right. I mean, listen, I mean, Mike Trout might walk into a, a barbecue, you know, at his home uh, during the course of the offseason. Uh, you know, and he, he might be a modern-day Jerry Seinfeld, uh, ripping <laughs> jokes left and right and working the room. You know, I've I'm, and people are much different behind, you know, to family and friends at times than what they show out there to, to you and I who don't know Mike Trout from a hole in the wall and maybe have interviewed him on um, one bay, uh, one time or another but don't really know him on that kind of level. But I also think the marketing campaign that you see for Major League Baseball, you see a cavalcade that – the one thing is, you know, when you look at the theme of the last two nights is the turnover, the young stars. You could say baseball is in good hands, right? Alonzo, uh, McNeil from the Mets, Glaber Torres from the Yankees, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. from uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. You mentioned it, you know, uh, the youngest starting lineup in, you know, since what? I mean, it's the youngest starting outfield since I think uh, you had Mays, Aaron, and Frank Robinson for the National League. I mean, think about that. The youngest starting outfield, I think you got to go back, I think it was 57 um, since you had a, a younger starting outfield uh, than you did uh, last night in the National League, right? So it's a long time, right? And they've got young stars here. But, Andrew, they got to do something with these young stars. You know, they've got to market Pete Alonso with the polar bear, right? They've got to market, uh, you, know, can, you know, go out and market Mike Trout a lot better. Francisco Lindor. Who's got a smile that basically could light up a city? They've got to do a better job of marketing. Acuna Jr. from the Atlanta Braves, they got to do a better job of marketing these guys and making sure that everybody, not just people in Atlanta or Los Angeles or New York, care about these guys, but people, you know, people outside of those, you know, major cities care about those players as well and what's going on in their lives because in the NBA and the NFL, people care. Outside of your major market, people care about what's going on in Cincinnati and Cleveland if you're in New York or New England or Los Angeles. They care, and baseball needs to be able to to make up that gap in distance that the other sports now have on them. Yeah, and I mean, this really, it, it, there are a lot of parallels to the NBA, which is so rich in, in young talent. I mean, this is as good as baseball has been in terms of the depth of the, all of these guys. It's one of the things that Rob Manfred uh, was talking about yesterday going back and forth with Tony Clark, the head of the union about free agency and the draft and changing service time rules is that there are more young players in baseball right now making an impact at this young age, which means they're going to be making impacts for a longer time now. And you've got a chance to meet them here early when they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and they got all this personality and they haven't kind of gotten themselves into being a brand and shoring things up and being more about business and whatever they're just out there having fun. And, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not easy, and there's always going to be these built-in things that are going to hold them back that make it difficult uh, to get the job done. But they need to find the right people, uh, old, young, women, men, wherever they're, you know, international thoughts here as well in just terms of getting everybody out there and understanding just how good they are and that they deserve to be watched Almost every single night. Yeah, and they need more Andrew Bogus's in the world with their kids watching the game right? on a Tuesday night. I mean, that's what they need, uh, you know, to turn over that fans to make you know uh, those All Star Game Midsummer Classic, 
you know, moments more memorable where those fans turn over and they keep on coming back. One other thing baseball needs to do, and I think a lot of people need to do if you care about the sport of Major League Baseball. We'll get into that next. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. What was your take on what what transpired last couple days in Cleveland, Ohio? Reaction to the All-Star game last night. 4-3 American League, the victors. Alonzo, your home run derby champ. A good couple nights for baseball. How can it get better? We'll explain. Plus, we'll get into the commissioner's comments about the Juice Baseball reaction to Justin Verlander's comments on Monday. We'll get into that next. Mark Melusis, Andrew Bogish with you. It's Taz and the Moose, CBS Sports Radio. This is Major League Baseball legend Frank Thomas. You're listening to Taz and Moose on the CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio's uh, toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Mark it down, Bilotti. Go to geico.com, 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Let's head down to the great state of Alabama. It's George at CBS Sports Radio. What's up, George? Hey, good morning, guys. Good, good morning, morning, George. What's up, George? Hi. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, baseball and getting marketing and, and regional uh, coverage and getting these guys out there and getting them more marketable yeah. this morning. Um, one thing I thought about being a former player, we're playing 160, 162 games a year, and every seven to ten days you're getting a day off in between uh, three and four game series. Uh, the guys really don't have time to get out there to get marketable. Like, for instance, tonight you got the ESPYs, right? Yeah. So you've got two teams tipping off tonight just off the All-Star break. What kind of representation is MLB going to have at the ESPYs, you know? Well, right, and and you're thinking if you're a, you know, I mean, do you look at the ESPYs as the end-all, be-all? I mean, I'm not an, I'm not an ESPYs guy, so, no. you know, I, you know, the games, Major League Baseball has got one singular game on Thursday night uh, yeah. with the Astros and Rangers down in Texas, down in Arlington, and then everyone gets back into, gets back to work uh, across the baseball landscape on Friday you know, that's yeah. fair. I mean, about about the ESPYs tonight. I mean, there there might be a couple baseball players that find their way. Uh, what is that in Los Angeles tonight? Yeah, yeah might yeah, find their I way to L.A. So. tonight and, and yeah. take in the ESPYs. There might be a couple guys. Yeah, and you want to get these guys on TV. You're on them on national television on other platforms other than baseball and other than sports. And I'm a huge Braves fan. I mean, I've always have been ever since a little fella, even when they were terrible. We, uh, you know, I love watching the Braves, but can we just reduce it? They got to play the Phillies what 12, 14 times this year. Yeah, it's a, a it's a lot of baseball. Three or four games. No, oh, yeah, it, three it or four is. game series home and away would be perfect. It would make you the games mean more. You would push more against each other. You would get more out of the you know more out of the players if you only hey I only got seven chances to 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 beat this team and get them out of the way for the schedule this year. No, true. Uh, but George, let me ask you this: What makes you care about somebody? Well. uh, as, as in baseball, or just somebody in general? No, well, it works one and the same. What makes you what makes you care about somebody, right? What makes you connect with somebody? Well, you know, spending more time with them, I guess, would be the biggest thing. Well, right, knowing them, right? No yeah, one makes well, them exactly. tick, right? I mean, you look yeah. at the All Stars last night. You watch an NBA All Star game. You know what makes exactly. a lot of those guys tick, 
right? You do. Yeah. You, you've learned a lot about them in a short amount of time over or over a long period of time. You know, you don't. Yeah. I mean, you know a little bit more about Verlander because he's married to Kate Upton, right? So, you yeah. know, or they're engaged. I believe they're married. Uh, but yeah, you, like yeah, you know a lot, a little bit more about Verlander, but you don't know a lot about what makes these guys tick. You don't. And that and that's a fault on the teams. It's a fault on Major League Baseball and the old because yeah. I think if you do, I think you'd care a lot more. And, and that's the problem you have. I mean, Howard Stern, who, you know, has had the, the greatest, whether it be on satellite or terrestrial radio, oh, he, he's the greatest morning show host that, that this medium has ever seen, right, and ever known and probably will ever know, right? What makes you care about Howard Stern on a, on a, on a daily basis? I know he, I know now he only does a show three days a week on Sirius, and he does a fantastic job, and I know John Hine, I work with him over at SNY, on a, a pretty regular basis. Nice is, name drop. You, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, you know a lot about Howard and what makes him tick and about his life. And he's pulled down the curtain a lot. And, you know, it's not this phony baloney stuff. It, it's being real and being genuine. And I'm not saying you need to know every detail about every athlete's life here, Andrew, but Major League Baseball has got to do a little bit better of a job here of pulling down the curtain on some of their star players. You don't have to know everything, but give you a little bit better of a feel so then I care about Mike Trout more than recognizing him as this robotic-type baseball figure and looking at him and marveling at his talent that I care a little bit more about Mike Trout on a daily basis. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, baseball has a has a really good tool in MLB Network. I think those guys, that network does a tremendous job. There's no catching NFL network because it's there's just so much behind it and it's football and they mix in NFL film stuff which is the best sports documentary overall you know ever um, but MLB Network is is second place in terms of They're the great. other league channels and if you can and it's you know it's not always I don't think it's always in basic packages I think you've got to kind of go step up to have that included but when you have that I mean that's where also too you can find out more about these guys and those shows in the afternoon that are daily that have guys checking in from the ballpark because that is also as as George mentioned part of the problem is you know we like poking fun at at LeBron for shooting Space Jam 2 or having or any any NBA players kind of outside interest and in what they do they can do those things because they only play 3 or 4 times a week no that's true you know baseball players they they have literally no time to do anything else except sleep and wake up and get back to the ballpark, especially when you know they're traveling, coming back from a road trip that's not far away, and they're getting in at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., going back to bed for a little bit, and then getting up and being right back at the ballpark at 3 the next day. I mean, it's hard to find the windows to go to a school, to go to a Little League event, to go shoot a commercial, to go do radio tours like the other sports are able to do. And football players have the whole week off yes. in between games. So it's another thing that hurts and hampers baseball's attempts. Whatever you're going to come up with, you've got to fit it into the busiest schedule that any of these pro athletes have to deal with. And, Andrew, I mentioned it going to break. One thing that baseball also needs to stop doing is this. Um, stop talking about what's wrong with the game. Um, because that's the... I feel like that's the daily conversation. You know, pace of play, right? Pitch clock. 
right? We'll get to the ju- – we could talk about the juice balls. That's a different topic of conversation because that's a – that it's drastically affected the style and fashion or really the numbers. The numbers at one point in time meant something. I mean, you've got Bud Selig going out there pushing this book that he's out there, talking about the steroid era, right? And the fact that it happened under his watch, but then he said he quote-unquote put an end to it. Yeah, it, after steroids brought back Major League Baseball from the right. depths of despair – and everyone celebrated the summer of '98. Then all of a sudden, you realize when Barry Bonds is is hitting a, a you know is basically the modern day Babe Ruth. You know, a, you know, you're saying to yourself, well, something's wrong with the game. I mean, Barry, something's wrong here. It doesn't make much sense. Then you decided to put uh, try and put an end and bring drug testing into the to the phase when Gene Orson is basically telling clean players for the Players Association, you know, high tide raises all boats. Uh, you know, trying to protect. The dirty players instead of trying to protect the clean players. That was the time we were in in Major League Baseball. But Major League Baseball needs to stop talking about what's wrong with the sport. You think about, I mean, how many, can you count? But isn't them? that part of what we're trying to figure out right now? Well, but are we talking about marketing players instead of the game? I'm talking about the actual game. Do we sit there and break down and talk about the NBA game? I mean, at times we'll talk about the three-point shot, right? right? But does it dominate the conversation like it does in Major League Baseball? Well, I mean, I, kind of. Not, it does? Well, I mean, not in, not in the same, not in the, in the technical aspect of the game. No one's talking about the NBA game being too long or too many pitching changes too many commercial breaks, but there is conversation about the three-point shooting and the way the game is played. But I think right now, half the conversation, if not more, about free agency is the negative. I mean, every call is complaining about super teams and Kevin Durant going here or going there. Are these guys always joining forces? I mean, well, that's a, that's a negative conversation about that is what a neg- is wrong with, with basketball. But that's a negative conversation off the court. I'm talking about on the court. You're right about the three-point shot. Right, you're right about the fact that the three-point shot, how wide open the game is. You can't play defense, no arm bars, no hand checks, and you know, bring it in zone. How wide open it is now. It's more offensive minded than defensive minded, but it doesn't dominate the conversation, right? I mean, we don't really have those conversations about the National Hockey League. I mean, we head up north, well, we the up on no, TSN, no hockey, right? There's not period. a lot of to- hockey talk, but. I don't think even when I watch the NHL Network or whatever, guys aren't focused. You listen to guys that do you know hockey conver- hockey talk on a daily basis. The conversation is not focused about what's wrong with the game. The National Football League sometimes you do, but it's more about instant replay than anything else, right? I mean, it's it's, yeah, a it's little about bit, officiating. Well, it's about officiating. It's about you know blown call. They need to start replaying this. This needs to be challenged. I mean, that's really what it's more about than anything else. Major League Baseball. I feel like we're trying to resurrect the game. On a on a month to month basis, don't you? Don't well, you feel like we are, we're always talking about the game's too long? There's too many pitching changes. Oh my god! You know, there you you've got to move the game. Over. There's got to be a pitch clock. Get back into the batter's box. Oh, this game doesn't relate. You've got. Aren't we talking about the actual game? Isn't it one thing to you know to, instead of talking about what's wrong with it, maybe start to emphasize what's right with Major League I mean, Baseball? I, sure. Yeah. I mean, in general, I'd always love if we skewed to the positive than more than the negative in life and in sports across the board. Um, but I, you know, I, I have to really sit down and, and really kind of do like a inventory on because you know you, you watch a basketball game and you're inevitably going to get into a conversation and sometimes it's the guys on TV who started about oh we were they were tougher back in the nineties that wasn't a foul back then like, like there are every every sport has its own negative conversation that comes up an Fair. awful lot now and I think for baseball why it might feel more prominent right now is because these are part of the solutions possibly for making the game 
more popular because if if I'm gonna if there's gonna be six games a week for my team or for anybody, you know, if baseball is every single night, it's unrelenting, it's coming and going. And if you want me to, you know, to sit there and watch Francisco Lindor in Cleveland or Mike Trout or anybody, you know, there's a lot of non plays involving them that I gotta weed sit through and weed through. And if I can get to those quicker, then maybe the benefit is there. I mean, it's a commitment to sit there and watch an entire baseball game. It is. Because you got to wait for that one time for these guys to show off what they can do. So if we can get, you know, shorter commercial breaks, quicker games altogether, I, I think that helps them. And the conversation continues because, A, baseball hasn't fixed it. And at least for me, some of them, some of the ideas are completely nonsensical. And, and if they go into effect, are really going to bother me as a fan if, in particular... Uh- the three-pitcher minimum, the three-batter minimum for pitchers, I should say. Uh, and I don't need any gimmicky extra inning stuff either. All right, let me ask you this, though. Do you think what's wrong with baseball, do you think the game, in essence, is what the game is? Do you think what's wrong with baseball is, in essence, the inability to connect their athletes with the millennial young sports fan? Y- yes, but I, I mean, but... Do you, don't you think if, if we're you – know, you're not, not going to be able to make baseball a two-hour game? No. You're never going to be able to do that. You're never going to be able to make it to where I start a game at seven o'clock. You know, I could be doing something else at nine fifteen. No, no, no. But I want you to be able to. I want the game to be done by ten, so I can go to sleep. Uh, okay. I, I mean, think. But... I think getting under consistently being under three hours should be the goal, and not two fifty eight. Yeah, I think you can make. And listen, I think you can make the, the argument that Major League Baseball's problems, you know, as a game and connecting is more about the marketing of the game than the game itself. They do a lot of stupid things. I mean, there's a and all the leagues are guilty. Some of them have backed off it. But, I mean, I, I, I want to say, and somebody might know this better than me, baseball, I think, is still yeah. the most restrictive and uh, the most eager to go and get you when you're posting things online, sharing videos. Like, you need... You need fans sharing things. You need fans oh, no using doubt. game footage to make cool videos and cut-ups and spend. This is what this guy did last night, and I feel like baseball still fights that stuff more totally agree. than the other leagues, and you just you can't do that anymore. All right, Bilotti's got the flop sweat, so you got to get to an update here, Bogus. Take it away. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Mets first baseman, <laughs> Pete Alonzo. The flop what? sweats. You never heard of that? No, no, I heard it. Well, you just start sweating profusely it just for no reason whatsoever? No, that, my hesitation. Like a dog in heat. Right, it was me deciding whether or not to follow up on Pete's issues okay. with the clock. But I'm not going to. No, he's got I'm a nice gentleman. do-rag out. He's mopping his forehead. So there you go. Mets first baseman Pete Alonzo following up his home run derby title with a little all-star game history last night. Go ahead, run at the plate. Alonzo. It gets through Torres and into left center field. And two runs are going to score. And this is a one-run ball game. That's Joe Buck on Fox. Alonzo, somehow the first rookie ever with two RBI in the Midsummer Classic. He got the National League within one in the eighth last night in Cleveland. But they got no closer with Mike Moustakis popping out to leave Alonzo and Paul DeYoung in scoring position. Then Yankees closer Araldis Chapman struck out the side in the ninth for a 4-3 win. That's seven in a row now. 19 of 23 for the American League. All of a sudden, they lead the all-time series 45 to 43 with two ties. Before the game, Commissioner Rob Manford addressed something we addressed on the show yesterday. Talks about adding the DH to the National League will not happen until after the 2021 season. 
and Manfred said it is not inevitable that the DH goes to the NL. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver complained yesterday about the obvious tampering with free agents that occurred this summer. Silver says teams want to know they're on level playing fields. He says he would like, quote, enforceable rules to keep GMs honest. Meanwhile, teams will have one challenge next season. This is a one-year trial. Coaches have only one challenge, even if they're right, and they must have a timeout left to use one. Only fouls called against you, out-of-bounds plays, and goaltending can be challenged. And a bill that would allow college athletes to profit from the use of their name and likeness passed another California subcommittee yesterday. This is the bill, by the way, the NCAA threatened that California schools could be kept out of championship events if it becomes law. Moose? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. We'll get into Manfred's comments and his reaction to Justin Verlander, but want to hear from you in terms of baseball because you got to... You know, time to think about it. It's kind of a little bit of a, a time here where baseball's the main attraction. All-Star Game rearview mirror. Home Run Derby rearview mirror. A couple of good days out in Cleveland, Ohio. I think baseball's making the right steps and promoting the game. Want to hear from you. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. It's Taz of the Moose. Mark Malusis, Andrew Bogish in the house this morning. For the vacationing Taz. We'll come back with your calls next. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, you know what time it is. Taz the Pros, where you, the listener, get to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all your car care needs, can guarantee low prices, excellent customer service. Wear O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every single day. Let's head uh, down to uh, Virginia. Besegla's old stopping grounds. Richmond it is. It's Chris at CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Chris? Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? What up, Chris? What's, What's up, going Chris? on, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. So my thing is, I think the number one reason why baseball is failing is because with with every other sport, you know, baseball, I mean, with basketball and football, there's always this college perception. You know, Zion Williams went number one this year. You know, Zion Williams can walk in any street in America, and people are going to know, hey, that's Zion Williams. You know, just knowing the name of the number one baseball player drafted this year, nobody knows. Like, nine out of your ten callers and listeners are not going to know who the number one player was picked in baseball this year. You know, nobody knows who won the World Series. There's no blue buds in baseball. Everybody knows Duke. Everybody knows North Carolina. Everybody knows Alabama and their respective sports. But in baseball, there's no blue buds in baseball. You know, there's no history of baseball. College baseball basically is non-existent. So I think at the MLB level, they need to put an investment to make that more marketable so when these guys come up, people know these faces. People are getting excited about their, their draft picks coming up. Well, I, Chris, I, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be very, very difficult, even if baseball invested to get college baseball up to level where college football and college basketball are. But I don't disagree with you. you. You are looking at a marketing tool, Chris. I think you nailed it. I mean, it's inherent right there for both of the two most popular sports in America because you've watched them play collegially. Now, it might be only for one year, and that rule in the next couple of years, Andrew, might go by the wayside where you'll have high schoolers once again going from you know, uh, you know, a high school senior right to the NBA. I mean, that that's right upon us, and, and that's fine. So that'll then come to an end, and those that go to college will be more of the two- or three-year variety uh, before they, they turn pro and go to the NBA. But 
There's no way. And I college baseball, I'm not a huge – I'll watch some of the College World Series. I watched Vandy in Michigan in the three-game final. It was entertaining. But I don't, I don't think – in my lifetime, I don't think we'll ever see college baseball on the level of college football well, or college basketball in popularity. And again, we're at a point where that, that's just, it's almost not fixable because no matter what you do to make college baseball more popular, there's still, it's not the same talent depth on each team of guys that are going to be in the pros. And there's always going to be time between being college baseball and being in the pros, it just doesn't happen where guys go right from the end of well, the college good series point too. through the draft to major league baseball. It just it doesn't it doesn't work like that. So you can you can make it popular, but then we also have a very short attention span when it takes two years for a college star at least to get to the majors. Yeah. I'm going to have forgotten of him by then. Well, that's a good point. You're right. Uh, you know, it's the rare guy that steps in right from college and goes right to major league baseball. It rarely ever happens. Really is. It's like seeing the. Uh, no comment in the sky. We'll come back. I talked about not complaining about Major League Baseball, Bogish. I've got a complaint with the commissioner. We'll get into that next. Taz moves Bogish in the house. CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 